0: Hey, PYHC listeners, Cameron here. And Rhea. First, we want to thank you so much for supporting Take My Wife, which did so well on iTunes when it was released in the U.S. and Canada, number one for a week, doing awesome that we are going to have a worldwide release in lots of places that we don't know yet. We, will pro- we promise to keep you updated on when and where. Uh, we are really excited about that. And... If you didn't buy it yet, please check it out on iTunes, uh, Take My Wife Season 2 and Season 1, also on Amazon and Google Play. Yeah, those places. <laughs> also, I'm going to be Cameron. I am going to be in Grand Rapids this coming weekend on the 15th and 16th. And Ria, you have some update. upcoming tour dates. I do. I'm going to be in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on March 31st. And on April 1st, I'll be in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And then uh, Brooklyn is sold out. So if come to Cincinnati on April 5th at the Woodward Theater. And then after that, I'll be in Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, Grand Rapids, St. Louis, and Kansas City. And all those tickets can be found on my website, www www.riabutcher.com. Wow, Ria, that's really exciting for these people. It is. Put your hands together.
1: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your
2: hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
0: That was some nice screaming. Thank you. The audience, that's Rhea Butcher. Oh my goodness, that's Cameron Esposito. Thank you. We have a great group of comics in back. Let's hear it for them. Let's hear those comics. Great job, everyone. Great job. Oh, Rhea, oh. I'm wearing a hat. This is the first time I ever wore a hat I put your hands together. Is it the absolute first time uh-huh. you've ever worn yes, a hat? Yes, 100%. 100%. Yes, absolutely. You know, with absolute certainty. Yes, uh, yes. You're lying. What if no. I had a photo of you in a hat? I mean, I would say, why did you use your skills as a graphic designer to Photoshop <laughs> this hat on my head? <laughs> what a silly thing to do when you to could have put hat-wear. me in a bikini. <laughs> So how does it feel? I think they don't think I wear a bikini. I, I think. fucking they do. Yeah. She does. I don't. I fucking do. You wear a bikini. No, I don't. What do you think you wear? I wear shorts. I wear shorts. What are you talking What's about? What's under the shorts? That doesn't count. It counts. <laughs> I would say I wear longer board shorts than you do. This well, is uh, what, number okay, one, I'm not, There's. you are a queer person and you have breasts, you are wearing a bikini top and some fucking shorts. <laughs> It's given to us when we come out. Of the womb or the closet? Both. You get two. You get a little one for when you're a baby. And then one that you can grow into later. Um, also, I have like almost baggy-ish pants on. Yeah. What the fuck's going on with me? I don't know. How I are you I never wear this kind of loose, loosey-goosey crotch on my pants while I'm on stage. It <laughs> makes me feel like I'm sleeping. It makes you feel like you're sleeping. Yeah, I'm too comfortable. I gotta get my pants tight so that I remember to tell you jokes. (laughs) You shouldn't have laughed at that. It wasn't even funny. My pants are too loose, I didn't know it was the pants that caused the jokes. Yeah, the pants are keeping my jokes in. (laughs) Pushing my mouth. Why do you wear pants? Uh, uh, Well, because society somewhat requires them. Mm, Sure. That's why I wear pants. We were in Vancouver over the weekend. We were in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to speak like the people speak there. That's not how they speak. kanada <laughs> 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 I was the, trying to sound um, like a can- ian The customs <laughs> official yeah. wouldn't believe that we were stand-up comics because that person wouldn't believe that was a job. He really didn't believe it was a job. Because he said, like, you're here for work. What do you do? And I said, we're stand-up comics. And he was like, okay. But what are you doing for work? But for work, for work though. <laughs> And I was like, well we're stand-up comics and he was like, Yeah, but okay, but you're in you're in town, but to you're work, here. To be paid, so. so what is that job? What are you gonna be doing? So what's the job you make money on?
3: <laughs> that
0: you do for work. And then I had a little letter um uh, mm-hmm. with a cartoon gremlin on it that said, That's their job. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. And that was an official document and he was like, Oh, okay, cartoon gremlin, got it. Yeah. And he said, Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to I have a great time. Um mm-hmm. I feel like the name customs official is... Uh, I don't know and, if and that's what like, they're called. Is that what they're called? No, it is what it's called. Okay. Because you called them a customs agent and someone in the Canadian audience Oh, went, fucking yelled official! at Official! Like, they do not like the word agent. <laughs> I fucking. understand. They were very upset about Canada is very friendly, but they also lightly heckle you in a full sentence that's just correcting you. <laughs> <laughs> so they just go, that's not the word for that. <laughs> It's hard to know what to do with it. If someone's like, fuck you, then you can be like, fuck you, and the whole audience gets behind you, yeah, fuck them. But if someone just says in a full sentence, you're actually speaking incorrectly, that's hard to come back from as a comic. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Uh, Did you have a good time in Vancouver? Uh, I did. I was just going to say how, like I think it's weird that we call it customs oh yeah you were you go through canadian customs and they don't teach you any canadian customs oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of time what should they have taught you ria well, i don't know maple syrup hockey okay <laughs> poutine none of those things were so in canadian racist customs. <laughs> that's actually you say you said none of those things were in canadian customs But that's partially untrue because the Vancouver airport is a little on the nose. You walk out of your gate and then you're just in this airport that is partially outside with like beautiful installations of trees and bird noises. It's kind of like okay, Canada. We fucking get it, all right? It's pretty up here. You have nature. (laughs) The mountains are right near the city, they're right there. It's so. Has anybody here been to Vancouver? Clap if you've been couple people. Oh, wow, everyone. Okay, everyone went. That's you a guys, majority of the audience. You all went over the weekend together? That's nice. To also, prepare this is for this like an $8 show, so we jokes. should charge more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you all have, like, international tourism money? Y'all afford it? I them? mean, we don't get any of the, the money. money. <laughs> like, it's we don't get paid to be here, you know? <laughs> so we're just, like, donating our time for you. So, <laughs> so, so thank you so much to us. But, um... <laughs> also, rugby... Uh... There was there was a rugby sevens tournament happening in vancouver that's what we were competing with but we still obviously sold out our show because it's like wow which of those things are you going to go to you know what i mean Rugby Us. sevens, lesbians. Um, well no some of the lesbians play rugby sevens <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no i understand um it was making me think about there was a ton of rugby players staying in our hotel yeah and they were all in the lobby and they kept knocking me over with their calves <laughs>
1: Little baby, little baby
0: cows? Yeah, just yeah. they had little baby cows. Little baby cows. Um, <laughs> Rhea? Cameron. Do you know that I played rugby in college? I do. Does that oh, make you? you sexually attracted to me? <laughs> of course it does, do <laughs> Sweetheart, you're looking at the floor. Look at my face when you tell me you're sexually attracted to me. I'm sexually attracted Thank to you. Thank you. You heard it. Hot. Nobody said that. Did you think somebody said that? No, no. I thought somebody was wooing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm offended that nobody said that because I feel like we were kind of being vulnerable. Uh huh. Showing you our relationship. Thank you. Who? Wh- oh my God, one? Grover the Muppet. I was here. just gonna say we have a celebrity in the audience.
2: Oh, it's hot. <laughs>
0: I did almost knock. I did almost. Speaking of rugby players and their cans, yeah. I did almost knock. You, I did almost knock Kira Cedric to the ground walking you, into UCP Franklin. Today. Absolutely, you almost just knocked. What right a nice to the person! Ground. And perhaps she's in the audience and was coming to our show. Hi, I don't think so. Uh <laughs> But I did walk directly into her and then go, "Oh, you know, something to talk about." And I just <laughs> and then I turned. Um, <laughs> She's and great. when she passed, she's you, one of my favorites. See, I was, you were walking so fast that I was behind you and I got to see it happen and ah. Kara Sedgwick's re, re, response to it, which was, oh, so scared. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh. Well, I, I said, oh, she said, she said, oh, God, I'm sorry. And I said, no, I'm sorry. You know, because I really was. I didn't want to get in her way. She's Kara Sedgwick, right? I love her. <laughs> I was just thinking about oh. Grover playing rugby. <laughs> So I I played rugby in college. Okay. I mean I want to hear about Grover. Yeah, no, I mean I just wanted everybody to think about Grover. That's I that's why I thought that was the full joke. That was I, it. Yeah, I imagined yeah. it and that was super funny. Um and he's just saying, near, far on the That's that's good. I like yeah, that. That's yeah, yeah, good, yeah. He yeah. <laughs> drinks some Gatorade, turns into super Grover. <laughs> 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 so I played rugby in college, um, do you have any questions about that? Uh, what position did you play? Oh, as a flanker. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's like it's like you're like. A, oh you're yeah. Like, what does that do? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're like on offense, but you're small. Like you're not gonna be like in the scrum. You're just gonna like kind of run the ball in. So like, like a like that? point guard kind of a situation. Kind of. Yeah. hmm. Yeah. You're like gonna be the one scores the tries and stuff. Scores the tries and stuff. Wow. And stuff. wow she what used, is that? She used the right words and everything. Oh, she must have played. I did. (laughs) I knew this audience is so on the fence about us. I know, they're really But it is a sold-out show, and when we came out, they screamed and then silenced themselves and have like nothing we've said. We've got we've gone sexual, we've gone personal, I brought up Grover of Canada, Rhea brought up Super Grover. (laughs) Nothing will please you people. They only like when we come out on stage. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that was it. I just want us to they go. They lost their minds. Come back through the. That's again. our whole. That's our thing, man. I feel so reduced. I feel like a puppet. Nay, a muppet.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I was gonna tell them my favorite story about being a rugby player. Uh-huh. But then, are you I don't tell- know if- turning it around? Well, I just don't know if they deserve it. <laughs> Because here they are, sitting there, not clapping. They're not even fighting for it right now. So I feel like.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Blame! What is that?
0: I was just trying to see if I could get them to get even more amped up, pick me up, surf me to the back, (laughs) but then realize it's kind of a shallow room and be like, oh shit, that was the full thing. You know this, I think, but do you remember? Do you know the only band I've ever crowd surfed to? <sighs> I don't remember. They might be giants. What? <laughs> and then you go, wait, how? 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 When? During which song? What song? song? <laughs> I don't know. I was like a teenager and I was at a concert and I was just like, this is my moment! And just... And probably everybody was like, why is like... <laughs> I don't know. Nothing will impress you people. They liked the name... They liked me mentioning they might be giants. They like like a name drop. I was just thinking today, because tickets go on sale tomorrow for Beyonce and Jay-Z's next round of shows, Uh that I am a very impressive person because I don't really know anything about music. That's kind of Rhea's job. But... (laughs) I am somebody who saw Beyonce when she performed with Destiny's Child when they were four members. (laughs) Wow, thank you. Thank you so much. They were not even the headliners. Thank you so much. Whoa. And then a couple years after like a couple years ago, so like I saw them when I was sixteen. Um, I had, you know, pretty eclectic taste hosting They Might Be Giants. I also saw Destiny's Child and Metallica that summer. It was one of those situations where <laughs> you're a really teenager. Finding yourself. Yeah, you're just like, Lilith Fair, that's my thing. You're just into everything. <laughs> um, so I saw I saw Beyonce perform on this really cool stage in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years ago, I uh, went and I had the opportunity to perform on that stage. It's an outdoor amphitheater. 40,000 people, you know, and I in little cami Esposito. There I was. <laughs> little cami. The place where I saw all of those bands. I literally saw all of those bands on that stage, you know. Yeah. And I finally Esposita. had a chance to walk out, you know, and tell jokes. And I ate total shit. <laughs> they didn't laugh at one thing I said. They did not like my jacket. <laughs> at an outdoor festival? I know. Rhea, that's when I, I drove right to Akron. Like, I got off stage. Oh, right, yeah. You were in Akron, and I just yeah. went like, how far away is Akron? And I just drove there. Yeah, you drove right there. Yeah, to be like, nobody. Nobody ever just drives right to Akron. No- <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> never do that. <laughs> you know where I need to go? Akron. It's <laughs> a bad night. I know, I was driving on the road. It had never been driven before. I broke the ribbon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's so funny. That's, that's such a funny thing to say. I made that up on the spot. Nobody's ever said that before. That's such a funny thing to say. Those molecules have never existed. No, I made that out of the air for you people. You know, the ribbon thing? That was fucking funny. If you think about that. <laughs> Do you want to know my favorite story from rugby in college? <laughs> oh my God. No, I totally do. But, you, but I, Can I break in with just a, te- I want you to break a in. teeny rugby story? When I was in college, uh, there was a person that I was going to college with, um, and they were like the only lesbian I knew, because it was back in the old times, in the early 2000s. Yikes. Wow. No lesbians at all. None. No lesbians. Only myself. No lesbians. And I didn't know yet, we kind of did. Of Birkenstocks. Anyway. <laughs> So this person was like, you know, we were like kind of dancing around, maybe dating each other, figuring something out or whatever. But we were like the same ends of a magnet. So we just kept going like, whoa, not working, Uh, but liked each other. And so she was like trying to get me to do it. She's like, I play rugby. You should come play rugby. And I was like, I don't know. That seems really. You never told me this person played rugby. All the times you've talked to me about this person you've never once said. Well, it's brand new. This changes everything. Honestly, I'm going to step back and see if you guys can reconnect. I don't think that's going to happen. All right. Anyway, keep going. Anyway, so she was like, you should come play rugby. It's really fun. And we go play rugby, and then we all go out and drink together. And then we pass around uh, the one person's foot, and we drink out of it. And I was like, wait. No, it's not foot. No, no, no. Hang on. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what did you just say? She was like, yeah, the one person, they, they have a prosthetic leg, and we pass it around, we drink out of it. And I was like, no. That actually does sound fun. What? No, that sounds, that's my favorite. You're, you it's have, after the, the game. The problem is you're queuing. I would happily drink out of someone's prosthetic leg when they have not been sweating on a rugby field no, for No, but a while. that's the whole fucking point. You don't get it, man. You just what? don't get it. Uh, oh, I'm not drinking someone that's else's. That's my favorite. What? That's my favorite. That's my favorite Southwest Airlines story that you just queued up. <laughs> you know this story. One time when I was flying on Southwest, and then I never tell people what I do on an airplane because you're going to have to sit by that person. They're going to ask you to tell a joke. It's going to be terrible. But one time I was just tired. The Southwest boarding process had put me through a little bit of strain. So I just forgot about my rule. I was sitting next to a lady. She said, what do you do for a living? And I said, I'm a stand-up comic. And she went, well, here's a joke. And she was in much old, like an old, like 80. And she just took off her leg, which was a prosthetic leg, and then handed it to me. And then she said, what's your material like? And I was like, well, it's not better than this. It's fucking great material. You never told me that story. Are you kidding? I honestly think you need to reconnect with her. (laughs) (laughs) I ordered a beer. We drank a beer out of that leg. (laughs) Put some peanuts in there. No, the, the the rugby story. The story you can tell it. You like I, probably tell no, it for me. No, I can't remember what the story is. What? <sighs> well, the women on the rugby team. I didn't realize that not only was I a lesbian, but everybody on my team was lesbians. I just thought they were. This part I remember. I just thought they were best friends in pairs of two. Thank you, Rhea. <laughs> See when you're in a marriage, and you tour together. And you tour together. Um, and so we were supposed to be social with the dude's rugby team. Um, like, imagining that dudes are a finite thing. Sometimes it's hard to be on stage right now and talk about men and women when, like, those things aren't real, you know what I mean? So just, like, I'm using them as a political term. Um, the dude's rugby team was supposed to socialize with the women's rugby team, but they didn't want to socialize with us. hmm And we didn't give a shit. Sure. Then <laughs> one time, they had us over for a party. That was the only time we ever had a party with them. And we started in their basement. And then, after one hour, we realized that none of the dudes were down in the basement with us. It took us one hour to realize. <laughs> <laughs> so we went upstairs, and what had they done? What did they do? No, you it. I me. don't remember what they did. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they had gotten strippers. Oh right! Yeah, no, I forgot. They yeah. had gotten strippers. They had gotten exotic no, I dancers this joke. delivered to the house. Not delivered. Delivered. <laughs> that was the wrong word. I'm so sorry. I said that to anybody who's a dancer or a sex worker. Uh, I'm sure you're not delivered. <laughs> <laughs> strippers had come to the house of their own volition. <laughs> You know, but we were feminists, right? So we weren't sure how to feel about this situation where there's like all these dudes around ogling these like women that are mm-hmm. in the middle of this circle. There was a literal circle of dudes and these women in the middle, right? Yikes! So what did we do? You know, the women's rugby team. We um, formed an interior circle
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and protected them with our eyes. <laughs> It's a great story. It is a great it's story. A great story. Wow, it's a great story. Wow, great gel- wow. about that story. What a great story. I liked it a lot. Oh, we got them. We got them, Rhea. We got them. There were little pieces. They're back the- in. They're back in. They're on. They, they're all hired. You're all, all hired. around. Not fired. <laughs> and we lost them. We lost them, Rhea. are back. Uh, we lost them, Rhea. We lost them. We, I uh, talk too much. We had them, but we lost them. Oh. Ooh, you know, um. <laughs> got, we got that back. person. We got we got that person's in. They are in. That's what we're looking for. Baby pig noises. From all of y'all. Force yourselves like to a do farmer. it. You oh. might as well sound like a pig. Anyway. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know what farmers look like these days. Like this. Alright. So, friends, this first comic. Uh, it's who I think it is, yeah? Chicago? Yes. Uh, an old pal of mine from Chicago, just the funniest person, and so fucking nice, and I love this person. So let's hear it right now for Michael Palaszczak. Give it up for Michael, come on!
4: Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'll start. Uh, something you might not know about me just by looking at me is that I have T-Mobile, I know. I look like a Verizon guy. Uh, I like having T-Mobile because I tour all around the country and I don't want to be able to talk to people all the time. <laughs> it's great. I don't have to worry about their towers going down because they haven't put them all up yet. I could rob a bank. No one can track me, you know? The getaway driver would be like, "Palisac, you got to break your phone. They could triangulate our location. I'm like, oh, I have T-Mobile. So... <laughs> My phone was broken when it was born. I'm just pretending to text. <laughs> it's crazy to me that it doesn't work sometimes as a phone because that's why I bought it. <laughs> to work as a phone. That'd be like if you bought a car and you are driving down the road and it broke down and you called the person that sold it to you and he'd just be like, where are you? And you're like, I'm on this road. And he'd just be like, it doesn't work on that road. <laughs> And you're like, but but I live near that road. And he's like, whoa, you shouldn't have bought that car. That car only works as a flashlight on that road. That way you can see where you're never going to go. I have an iPhone, which I like. The only thing that's weird is if you don't change the setting, when people text me, it'll tell the person when the text has been delivered to me and when it's been read by me and I don't prefer that either. Uh, I don't need the people I love knowing that I got their message and was just like, I'm not gonna respond to that. (laughs) Apple turned texting into like a real conversation. That'd be like if your friend came up to you on the street and he was like, what are you doing tonight? And you were just like. (laughs) And you just like walked around and talked to other people (laughs) to see what they were doing tonight. Maybe I accidentally you walked in from him again. It was like dot dot dot. Whoops. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whoops.
4: I have a girlfriend, and she said her name's Sam. She says she keeps that function on because she thinks it's more honest. I don't think it's more honest. I do think it makes me a lot more careful about where I touch my phone screen <laughs> when I receive a message alert. I'm just hanging out. All of a sudden, a message comes. i was like, okay. Oh, like diffusing a bomb like if I touched that this is all going to explode <laughs> I read the first sentence and I do not have to reply with that right now <laughs> I was in a doctor's office waiting room recently I have allergies it's not a big deal and um, in the waiting room there was a kid playing with his dad's iPad you know how we did when we were little uh, I don't know. when I was a little kid the only thing I had to play with in the doctor's office waiting room was like this wooden wire toy which I don't remember enjoying. <laughs> but apparently at some point in my life, I was just like, whoa. <laughs> it was like a roller coaster from my fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much better than highlights. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have that, but the kid had the iPad and he almost threw it. You, know, you never threw the wooden thing. And if you did, it wouldn't. It would just bounce back. And be like, all right, I guess I'll keep playing with it. <laughs> He almost threw the ipad he stopped himself but the dad he took the ipad away and the kid was just like he was like but i didn't even drop it i said that one thing and the dad that was like you can't play with it right now so the kid just repeated he was like but i didn't even drop it i didn't see that one thing <laughs> kids are like lawyers with no education <laughs> They have like one argument and not a lot of ways to express it. So they just say it louder and less clearly until you give in or they pass out. And sometimes they flap their arms like a baby bird leaving the nest if you're lucky. If you s- The dad just didn't care. He was like, he's like, you can't play with it for the rest of the day. The kid was just like, he's like, why well, didn't you even drop it? I said that one thing. The dad was like, that was like two days. I'm just sitting there, just thinking, shut up, kid, you're never gonna get it back. I know you didn't drop it, I saw it. Heck, you only did that one thing. I know you have a lot of stresses as a kid, you know? You probably have a box of crayons with only 12 crayons in it, so you have to color white people orange because there's no peach and not all white people are the president. Uh, every time the kid said it, another day got added. I saw that pattern right away. He didn't. At seven days, I wish I would run up to the dad. Right? And am just be like, sir, I just want to let you know. Uh, he didn't even drop it. <laughs> In fact, he used to do that one thing. Seven days is kind of an extreme punishment for one. It takes a village. But then he'd probably take away my iPhone for a week, which is a month in T-Mobile years. It got up to 10 days. I was emotionally invested at that point. Right? If I was rich, I would just give him that kid cash. Just like, here, go buy your own thing. We don't need that man in your life anymore. Listen to me, I called child services. They're on their way. They're like, did he drop it? I was like, no, he didn't even drop it. They're like, but how many things he I was like, just one. <laughs> At 10 days, the kid finally stopped yelling. I started to feel better. Like, all right, he'll probably get five days for good behavior. <laughs> Three days, because dads don't keep track of days that well. But then, as they're leaving the doctor's office, just a half hour later, the dad took the iPad and he gave it back to the kid. I felt stupid for believing any of it was real. It went from 10 days to a half hour and that kid did nothing. No judge in the history of our court system has ever been that lenient. Like you'll never hear a judge be like, listen, sir, I know you are convicted of grand theft, but you were really quiet while we talked about it. <laughs> so you get to keep the Camaro. (laughs) I was so upset by the injustice I'd witnessed. But then as they're leaving the actual building, I swear, the dad didn't hold the door very well for the kid. The door hit the kid. (laughs) And then he dropped it. (laughs) All right, thanks, everybody. I'm Michael Palasek. Enjoy the rest of the show.
3: So
0: we are going to keep the show going with our next comic, who is just a lovely, lovely friend of the show. Love it when he stops by. And guess what? It was his birthday yesterday. So please, yes, yes, energy like that, audience. I like it. Keep those woos going for our friend, Ron Funches. (laughs) Ron Funches. Yes, let him hear it. <laughs> I just want to tighten that up. That fall. Good. How are you doing? Good. Yeah? What was your day like today? Um, I mostly drove from San Diego to here and took me like four hours. That's a terrible drive sometimes. <laughs> it's a very short distance, yeah. but it's very slow. Thank you for coming from San Diego. Uh, was it because you're like so committed to being here that you feel, felt like you shouldn't turn around even though traffic was terrible? You were like, I have to see Cameron Esposito and Rio Butcher. You came for no other reason, I'm assuming. You just, wow. That's, wow. 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 Are you going to drive back tonight? Oh, my God.
2: Listen to that.
0: Clap for this person. I appreciate you very much. Thank you for making that drive. How are you doing? Yeah, what did you do today? Can you, did you, can I ask you, are you going to spend upwards of six hours committing to me and Rhea (laughs) via the car? No, that's okay. I still appreciate you. What did you do today? I, uh, at a laptop. Yep. Was this your job? Yeah. What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) What's on the
2: laptop? (laughs) Email. E- yep. <laughs>
0: does sound like a job. <laughs> um, who, who, do you, who do you email? What, well, actually, let me ask you a different question. What's the subject line? Um, I don't know. We
2: were
0: just looking at them earlier. Usually it's song names. Song. Yeah, song names. Because yeah. you are in music publishing. Close.
2: M- management.
0: Pretty fucking close, though. You heard it. Um, I really love your boots. Those are super cool. I feel like I could maybe pull those off. Like, we'll have to talk later about whether or not you think I could pull those off. But, like, just as a manager. Like, I just want your kind of, like, music management eyeball to tell me whether or not I could pull those off. But I think yes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Was it a good day? Did you send a lot of good emails? Um, day. Well, you know what? Great news! You're here now, in this safe space with all these people who love you! And you know, I, you're the final person drawing my eye. I like your style. You look cool. What's up with you? How's your day? Well,
5: for starters, uh, matching boots with you and Rhea.
0: Number one, absolutely, I want you to start with the starters. Number two, <laughs> matching boots with me and Rhea? Those are really different boots. <laughs> Boot. Got it. Okay, you're just like family of boot family of similar. <laughs> We're all in the queer boot family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I know that family. It, it's like a society,
3: it's a cult, it's a secret handshake.
0: Yeah, um, it's are those and they and they're lace ups all the way, right? Like there's no like hidden zippers way, or anything like that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. You gotta have the full on lace up and it's you know exhausting. And sometimes as a little bit of foreplay, you'll say, Oh, you take mine off, I'll take yours off. And it's a sweet thing to say. <laughs> um but what did you do today um today i uh
5: did
2: therapy with a bunch of clients
0: congrat oh i thought you meant you went and i was like congratulations for taking care I of yourself do. i do both yeah no that's good but also congratulations for thanks for taking care of other people you saw a lot of clients you're a therapist i'm a therapist awesome so like yeah. tell me um first of all first and last name and then the worst thing that they said to you <laughs> <laughs>
5: ever met
0: no yeah <laughs> um, no uh, was it a productive day did you feel like you helped some folks I did I did I think uh, I work in recovery well so, thanks for doing that that's huge yeah, yeah. I, I love doing it um, and I'm trying to think of really just it's like a lot of people talking to me about how depressed they are but uh, trying to make them feel hopeful. So, that there's things other than like the world is not all shit yeah what do you do to keep yourself balanced throughout all that you're know, like taking all that in. Is it? Yeah. Do you come see Cameron Esposito and Maria Butcher?
3: Oh
0: hell yeah! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm really proud of us and like the impact that I'm having on all of those people in recovery. <laughs> but seriously, thanks for doing that job. That's awesome. Let's hear it for all those people. Let's hear it for all these people. Amazing. I like to know who you are. Sometimes I like to know. We got some more comics. Are you ready for more hilarious stand-up comedy?
2: Are you ready for more
0: hilarious stand-up comedy? Well, this next comic, it is their first time on the show. Whenever somebody's first time, we welcome them with uh, with a lot of exuberant cheers and happy clapping. Let's hear it right now for Kimberly Clark.
3: Hey. How's everyone tonight, you good? All right, let's get this out the way. My name really is Kimberly Clark, okay? It may sound familiar to some of you because it's the name of a toilet paper manufacturer. <laughs> You've seen it in the public restroom, that's my name. Bert. somebody had to never asked me if that was my stage name. It's like, why would I pick toilet paper? For a stage name you know if i was scouting public restrooms for stage names i would have went with georgia pacific you know san jamar faucet is dope you know it's one word to the point kimberly clark is very vanilla corporate you gotta be careful what you're naming your kids you know i met a young man in the mall named tetris and i was like tetris that limits your career options you know You can only be a video game programmer or a pop locker with that name, you know. The word syphilis alone is enough motivation for me not to name my child Phyllis. I wouldn't do it, you know. Kids are cruel. I think the stage name Master P is way more fitting for R&B singer R. Kelly. I think so. Thanks for coming out in the rain, y'all. It's crazy. We get to use our umbrellas for the third time this year, right? Am I the only person that gets embarrassed if a strong wind blows your umbrella inside out? I'd rather my skirt go up than my umbrella. I'm like, ooh. (laughs) It's the worst feeling. I thought I was the only one. Glad I'm not. Feel better about myself. Um, I ran into somebody I hadn't seen in two years, and... She looked at me and she was like, oh my God, Kim, you look the same. You haven't changed at all. I was like, it's only been two years. (laughs) How much wear and tear did you think I was gonna go through in a two year period? You know? Like when I saw this person two years ago and I walked away, did she turn to her friends and say, you know, in two years that bitch is gonna look like Yoda? In two years, she's gonna look like a Forever 21 dress after the first washing. (laughs) Nothing but threads and rags. That's all she's gonna be in the end. (laughs) I used to say, this joke is for the ladies. This joke is for me. If you are irritated by the giggling girls in the dressing room next to yours at the Forever 21, maybe you're too old to be in there, you know? Get out of there with that, hey, kids, get off my lawn attitude. Take your ass on down to Chico's. There's no foolishness going on in the Chico's dressing room. Nobody is laughing. It's nothing but prayer and contemplation going on in there. <laughs> Take your crop top to that library atmosphere and try it on in there. <laughs> in the peace and quiet. hmm I'm looking for comfortable shoes that won't make me look like a biblical character. It's really difficult. It's hard. Man, I went shoe shopping, and I was like, I'm looking for some comfortable shoes. This lady brought out the most hideous looking shoes. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not trying to be one of Tracy Chapman's backup dancers. Those are, those are birth control shoes. I'll never get laid in those shoes. No. Someone will ask me, girl, are you on the pill? I'll be like, no, but I got on some Birkenstocks. No sperm can penetrate these. There will be no accidents in these shoes. <laughs> I don't know who has more tattoos, NBA ball players or white boy chefs on the Food Network. Hmm? They're running neck and neck. You know how when you watch like the singing competitions and you see the black chick from the south side of Chicago or maybe from the south. She's been singing in the church all her life. Her hair is perfectly coiffed. her lip gloss is popping. You don't hear one note come out her mouth, but you know she's gonna make the top 10, right? That's how I feel about tatted chefs on those cooking competitions. I'm like, oh, that dude's gonna make the best steak. And usually they do, you know? And now I'm all messed up when I go to restaurants. I'm like, can I see the chef, please? No? Okay, well, tell me this. How many tattoos does he have? 75? And his septum is pierced? This food is gonna be the bomb. (laughs) We are gonna eat tonight. (laughs) I never understood um, NBA ballplayer groupies. You know, the women that chase basketball players, you know? Cause it's like, that's a lot of man you gotta deal with, you know? I don't think they understand the magnitude, you know? Cause they look normal on TV, right? Because they're amongst other giants. But you get this dude outside of the basketball court, you are walking around with a character out of a Tim Burton movie. He's in your car, his knees are up to his chin. He's ducking down in your apartment. You got to make double the food. He's breaking your furniture and your back. It's like, this is a lot of work. It's like, if you're not a chiropractor or a bail bondsman, I don't think you should date an NBA ball player. That's just my opinion. That's why I have a crush on Gustavo Dudamel. He's the conductor for the LA Philharmonic, and he has a small groupie pool. I believe I could get to him. I think he's so cute. Oh my God, he's so cute with that beautiful curly hair. And uh, I went to the Walt Disney Concert Hall. I got to see Gustavo in the flesh, and the orchestra, they're out there tuning their instruments, and then he came out, and I was like, oh snap, there's Gustavo. <laughs> But I couldn't scream, you know? Cause it wasn't like I was at a Jodeci concert, you know? You gotta have that repressed joy, you know? It's messed up because I, I feel like you should be able to express yourself. They should have like a mosh pit, right? Where you could express yourself. <laughs> like if you wanna be like, I see you flute section, you know, you better kill it, bassoons. Cause the LA Philharmonic, that's somebody's favorite band, you know? And what do you wanna do when you see your favorite band? You wanna throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. But you better not do that at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. All right, my name's Kimberly Clark. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, my God, Kimberly Clark, let her hear it! (laughs) Oh, my God. That made me laugh so hard at the end there. Actually, the whole thing. Take your ass to Chico's? Hell, yeah. I love that. (laughs) I just used to, like, interpersonally have just to, like, It was a Chico's kind of day. I used to just say that to people. That was a weird set of commercials that they used to have of just, like, women who kind of looked like spies on television. Like, videotaped from afar in very flowing teal sort of dressy thingies. Draped in gold. It was a Chico's kind of day. That's all they say. Nothing else. That they were doing other things, and then they were like, and so that's why it was a Chico's kind of day. No, 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 they're just standing in wind with fabric flowing around them. That is a Chico's kind of (laughs) day. Are y'all ready to keep the show going? Awesome. We have two comics. They're both amazing. This next comic, been on the show before. So glad that he's coming back on the show. Give it it up for Chris Martin.
1: (laughs) Hello. That's a British accent. Everyone was just in shock right there. (laughs) that guy had a stroke? Um, Nice to be here. Um, My name's Chris, (laughs) from the UK. Uh, I've been here a year, and thank you, cheers, uh, for lasting this long. Um, People either like my accent here, when they hear it, they comment about that. Or the other question I get a lot is, um, which part of Australia are you from? That's the other thing I get, and I'm always going, clearly I'm not from Australia. Does it look like these jeans unzip and turn into shorts? No. (laughs) From the UK. Um, and I love it. I do like it. <laughs> this week I went to Cafe Gratitude for the first time. Do you guys know about that place? I thought I was going for a vegan lunch. I think I joined a cult by accident. That place... I just went in there to have a sandwich. And the guy went, do you want another question of the day? I was like, not really, but I think you're going to tell me. He looked me in the eyes and went, when did you last feel safe? I'm like, about three seconds before I met you, mate, to be honest. So leave your coconut bacon there, I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm trying to I'm sort of almost I'm almost vegan, but um, I eat honey and I'm a vegan mates give me shit for that. I'm like, it's just it's theft at best, no murder. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> I didn't mean to talk about that, but um, Anyway, um, so it's good. I, I do like it here. you got your vegan... Then you get the other end of the spectrum. I love this country. You've got so many different... It is very, like, two ends. Like, I went to a basketball game recently because I thought, oh, I'm going to get myself immersed in American culture. And uh, I don't remember any of the sport. All I remember was at halftime during the game, I was in the bathroom, and I saw a man walk into a stall eating a pizza. And I thought, this truly is the greatest country on earth. It really is. Where I'm from, we've got a phrase, "Don't shit where you eat." You guys are like, "We shit while we eat." No one cares anymore. I've, I moved so I moved here like a year ago. And it's the first, has anyone here has any, anyone moved to this city as an adult? Yeah, like a lot generally. My, no one tells you what the hardest thing is about moving to a new city as an adult. Uh, it sounds really earnest, but by a mile, the hardest thing is making new friends as an adult it's weird isn't it but I don't know if it's especially as an adult man making new male friends I I get too excited when I meet a new guy there will be a party straight afterwards I turn to my wife and I'm like I think he's the one I really do I hope he likes me as much as I like him you know it's like dating, but it's harder than dating because at least with dating, there's like systems in place, there's things to help you, there's like, there's like apps, there's like Tinder, um, the, the, there's like websites, plenty of... I was like, surely there should be like an app for making friends. I thought, what a great idea. Friender, that's a great idea, right? You put what you're into, some what they're into, then you hang out. And then I Googled it, there is genuinely already an app out there called Friender where you can make friends. Is anyone here on that app? No, because it's weird. It is weird. I don't know why. I don't know why it's more socially acceptable to go on the internet and sleep with a complete stranger than it is to meet someone for a cup of tea and a chit-chat. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't make the rules. It's just one of the rules, all right? So. But I do. I love it, and I, I, I live just very close closely, like five minutes down the road, and uh, I think Ron mentioned this, but here's a difference between where I'm from and here, is um, uh, your attitude to marijuana. Like, everyone here smokes weed, uh, whereas in the UK, you smoke weed from the age of 14 to 15, then you grow up. But here... <laughs> very much for it uh, and I don't skateboard either but apparently that makes me an oddball I don't know um, so I live next to a stoner called John, like a proper stoner I don't mean like occasional doobie doobie why do I say it like that it's not 98 anyway um he is a proper stoner, like, and I'm not built, I just kind of, I can't deal with it. Like, he's like proper, takes him nine years to finish a sentence stoner, you know? Like, honestly, he takes so long to finish a sentence. When I'm talking to him, I feel like I'm on cocaine. The other day was like, so anyway, I met this guy. And was he black? Was he white? Was he short? Was he tall? Come on, Jonathan, get to the end. stop putting cliffhangers in your sentences. Right this is how big a stoner he is Um, he's lived next to me for a year last week he came round to my apartment to borrow a knife because he doesn't own a knife that's just a year of soup and spaghetti that's who we're dealing with can't cut a mango can't fillet a pomegranate who is this guy how does he live but the only thing is I do love him and I have never felt safer in my life than living next to this guy I swear to god I feel very secure. Like there's a lot of theories in this country about what you should do with guns and some people are saying ban it. I don't think ban guns will stop gun crime. I think make everyone smoke as much weed as my neighbor, Jonathan. <laughs> be no gun crime. There'll be no knife crime. Worst case scenario, teeny bit of fork and spoon crime. That's what you're dealing with, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, the drink. I'm, I don't know if any, it's not very, but not much of a drinking culture here. That's the other thing I'm struggling. With. I'm, but maybe I'm like 31 now, so I'm really trying to. I don't know anyone else has got that point in their life where they've really tried to cut down how much alcohol they drink in the evenings. So I've started doing that, uh, but instead I've started increasing how much I'm drinking in the daytime. That's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> But like, day drinking is a new discovery. I swear to God, it's the best thing ever, isn't it? Like, drinking at night is amateur hour. In the daytime, you feel special, don't you? Surrounded by sober people. You feel like Blade. You feel like a chosen one, right? Because if you think about it, the worst thing about drinking when you break it down is being hungover and sleepy, right? So all I've done, rather than cut down what I drink, I just move that earlier in the day, solves the problem, right? Normally, you go out, start drinking at 8, hit it hard till 1, get home at 2, sleep by 3, wake up at 8, feeling awful, hungover, not enough sleep. All I do now, start drinking at 12, go hard till 6, get home at 7, dinner at 8, watch a, straight, uh, watch a queer eye at 9, Betty buys by 10, wake up at 8, feeling like a new man. That's it. Ten hours sleep, ladies and gentlemen. Um, before I go though this is the other thing I want to say to you is that uh, I, I feel the other thing that makes me a bit uh, incongruous to LA is I'm, I'm married at, at 31 and, uh, uh, and I, I, used to, I used to hate uh, even talking about being married on stage I used to watch comics talk about being married I thought it was so boring but I feel like I'm a new breed of married man I don't know if we've got any have we got any married gentlemen in the audience no uh, one guy <laughs> yeah that was it Th- that's what I'm talking about the new breed of man who's too scared to clap in public that's it <laughs> it's the sort of man we're dealing with yeah You're a modern married man like me. A modern married man, if you don't know, it means I have absolutely no practical skills. I cannot protect my wife. But I am really good at listening. So, um, It's because every rom-com in the 90s had a bit in it where there was a lady going, I just want a man who can listen. A man who can listen. And I watched that going, cool. That is so much easier than fixing cars. I'll do that. like the second easiest thing after talking that's all that's all I can do I can't back it up with anything like last winter I came back to our apartment in the UK it was really cold I go to my wife what's happened she goes the boiler's broken and I'm there going I heard every single word of that <laughs> sentence but I think we're going to freeze to death I think that's what's going to happen now like I, I know we live in a progressive time now and it's great that I can listen and do all the of things but I bet if you ask my wife what do you live for in a man she's like yeah listening's great but let's add a couple more strings to that bow Bet she's there going, I'd also quite like a man who when we're in bed together and it's 2am and there's a noise in the kitchen, he actually gets out of bed to investigate what that noise is, rather than does what I do and just lies there and hopes we both don't get murdered. So, <laughs> happened the other day, we were in bed there was a noise in the kitchen, my wife's like Chris, are you going to do anything? I'm like, shh, I'm listening. That's what, got a listener not a doer, sorry sucker. Um, guys, that's been awesome, you guys have been awesome. Good, Thanks so much. Chip.
0: Comic on the show tonight. Are you ready for your final comic of the evening? Oh. Friend of both Rhea and myself, baseball player, which always, you know, extra points in Rhea in my eyes, because Rhea is obviously a baseball player also, so like wow, you know, amazing. Um, let's hear it right now for Alice Waterland. Give it up for Alice! Come on!
5: Hi you guys, hello. Oh, man, hi. Uh, I am in such a good mood. I just met the cutest Australian guy backstage. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's a comic. Uh, He was wearing a wedding ring, which is obviously fake. Um, So I'm not worried about that at all. I am uh, just kidding. I have a boyfriend uh, who is a musician, obviously, because I get, you know, hot, right, sexy. (laughs) date a musician. I get very turned on by lending people money. Um, so I love it. On our first date, he goes, he's like, I play bass. And I was like, wow, oh, that's, that's nice. I like bass. And he's like, yeah, upright bass. And I was like, Ooh.
2: <laughs>
5: I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> I'm still in my 30s, you know. I still like to dress slutty sometimes, so that's going to be a no for me. And he's like, oh, no, I'm, I mean, I play professionally, and I was like, oh, that doesn't make it better. It's actually maybe ten times worse. That means it's not ironic. <laughs> uh, so he was like, but, you know, he's like, hey, man, you know, give me a chance. Like, come out and see me sometime. I'm," He goes, I'm really good. <laughs> like that confidence. So I actually did go out and see him play, and I... Um, I'm going to have to take his word for it. There's no way to tell uh, with that instrument. <laughs> it's really not. You can't shred on it. There's no... It's just like, ding, ding, ding. I guess. It, I guess that's good. He's like behind the other musicians, too. So it's not even like I can even see... Like half the time I'm there and he, you know, he's just like, hey. It's like, okay, so you're there. That's good. I know you're part of it. Uh, I, uh, I'm I'm distracted. I saw this tweet. Like, I'm on Twitter. You know, we're all political and uh, everything's crazy in the world. And we have a trash bag for a president who is here today causing traffic. You know, it was kind of cool that one day in L.A. you could blame the traffic on the actual worst person in America. (laughs) You know, usually you're like, look at these fucking idiots. Where are they going? And this time I was like, no, this fucking idiot. Where is he going? (laughs) Where is he actually going right now? But, uh this crazy shit, you know, with the DACA and everything. I saw this tweet a couple days ago from John McCain that surprised me. He goes, this is my best McCain by the way. I'm pretty good at John McCain. So you know, get ready to get your socks blown off. Um, People have come from everywhere to make America great. Our immigration policy should reflect that truth. And our elected officials, including our president, should respect that. I know, flawless. But I was like, that's a pretty surprising sentiment coming from John McCain, (laughs) you know, considering I definitely thought he was dead. (laughs) I was like 100% sure he was dead. Or, if not dead, at least completely, like, just on his deathbed in hospice or whatever. I didn't think he was, was walking around tweeting still. But I thought, you know, in my mind I had painted an image, you know, he was on his deathbed doing those deathbed soliloquy, you know, where he's saying goodbye to Cindy or whatever. And he's like, Cindy, come close. <clears throat> I must tell you my, my, my parting words for you, Cindy, come close to the bed. And she's like, no, John, John, save your energy. And he's like, for what? For <laughs> what? fucking dying. That's literally the only thing you don't need energy for. Also, uh, I'm about to die. If I think of something to say, I've probably thought about it. (laughs) No need to interrupt me. Okay? No need to living explain my situation. So she's like, I'm sorry, John. Go on. When I was stuck in those camps in Vietnam for six years, I knew I had to come back. I had to survive. So I had to come back for something, Cindy. She's like, I know, John. Me and the kids. Hey, if you interrupt me again, I'll just die. How about that? (laughs) You know I can do that, right? I can just cut out anytime. (laughs) Why is my hand still up? (laughs) Yes, whatever. I had to come back for you and the kids. But I also had to come back because I had a mission. I had to run for office become a leader so that I could show everyone that Sarah Palin was a person. Remember how he did that? He's a war hero. He survived in a camp, a, a, a concentration camp or a prison camp for six years so that he could come back and be like, this is Sarah Palin. What the fuck? Why is that what you do with your, like, life once you get it back? Why don't you do something for good? Or at least do the worst shit. Like, I don't get John McCain's whole thing where he's like, I'm not the worst, but I'm almost always sort of bad. Like, just be the most shitty, then, if you're going to be evil. Just be like, money, 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 like everybody else is. But he's like, but I'm also, sometimes you get health care, fuck you. Like, and I'll say this, I'm not gonna throw Palin under the bus either because we don't fucking listen to win- women no matter what. And she said she could see Russia from her house. And nobody listened. I've been telling that joke for a you know, month or so. And uh, it's gotten to the point where I'm actually legitimately concerned that John McCain is gonna die. and I won't be able to tell that joke anymore. (laughs) And I will then be the saddest person in the world because nobody loves John McCain more than I love telling that joke. (laughs) I'm convinced about that. That's something I know for sure. You guys seen that Ancestry.com commercial about the guy who thought he was German? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? This guy, these Ancestry.com commercials are all over the place. 23andMe, you can get, you can pay the money, and you can send them your blood. Um, Which, for me, that's the first, I'll just do that. Like, how do I give you money so I can send you my blood? You don't need to do anything with it. I just want to know that someone has my blood. Uh, Just someone weird, you know what I mean? I just want it to come, and I want it to be a random person who wasn't expecting the blood. You know what I mean? Like, who's just at work, and they're like, "Oh, oh. That's what I want to pay. But this guy, he's on a commercial, and he's like, I thought I was German. I'd always grown up knowing my family was 100% German. But then I got the $125 kit from (laughs) Ancestry.com. Come to find out, I'm 30% Welsh. (laughs) Some of my family hails from Eastern Europe. (laughs) Wow. Thanks, Ancestry.com. He says it right. (laughs) I felt so bad for that guy, you know, because like here, he thought he was German, you know, through and through, and now he's forgotten what money is for. (laughs) 125 is not the amount of money that you pay to find out that you are still white. (laughs) It's gonna be a big fat zero for me on that one. Like what? is he using this information for? Like, how is he like, thank God, you know, I know that now. (laughs) Calling into work, like, sorry, you'll have to, I know you've gotten used to that German efficiency, but I'm gonna be late from now on because I'll be drinking or whatever it is Welsh people do. Who gives a shit at all about any of this? I don't um, care about it. Uh, I have no more time, so I'm gonna go. But thank you guys so much. I love all of you with my whole heart.
0: We play on the same baseball team. Yeah, you do. I said that, that was that was part of Alice's intro. I don't, you yeah, might you not have, have said been on baseball. baseball. You didn't say we're on the same. No, I mean, yeah, baseball right, right, team. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Honestly, you're totally right. Information. Also, uh, Alice brought up, you know, whales. <laughs> I said really good story about whales. No, oh. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's not a good story. But I have been to Wales, and when I was there, I went. To, I paid admission to go to the smallest house in Wales. But this was pre-internet. Was it a hundred and twenty-five dollars? it was not it was like Welsh money whatever that is yeah a small amount and I just wanted to say that like remember before the internet when something could just be like this is the smallest house here and you were like I guess so (laughs) (laughs) like I fucking guess so like I guess I should go in like I mean literally like like do you know different no I don't know different either okay well let's pay this money (laughs) it was a pretty small house though small house (laughs) Ria! Would you say that you were a um, tiny house hunter? <laughs> I, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> Ria, you were so fun tonight. So I like hanging out with you on stage. And Let's hear for Ria Butcher. Thank you. And you were so funny, so charming, and bubbly. Effervescent storytelling from Cameron Esposito tonight. What? Woo! Yeah. You saw tonight, thank you. That is our show. We'll see you next
2: Tuesday night.
1: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
2: Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together.